Dear Lost Girls, Hello, little Miss Catherine. But wait, no Caroline? No Bonnie in this episode? Seriously? And why does everything have to happen to Vicky? Until you can answer my questions, I'll be dancing in my underwear to Anne Berlin's Enjoy the Silence. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear Lost Girls, Oof, what an episode. So much happened. Elena knows about vampires. Vicky became one. Elena and Stefan broke up again. But perhaps the most important thing we got, we got Damon's sexy rafter dance. (laughs) Sincerely, Nikki. Yes, I love that we both love that. (laughs) Welcome to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of Lost Girls. I'm Nikki, joined always by my best friend... Bridget. While we won't be spilling the beans about future episodes, we will be discussing this episode in detail. You have been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. This is the episode where Stefan reveals to Elena the Salvatore family history and how his rivalry with Damon began. In the present, Damon takes control of Vicky's future. I think that's the best episode summary yet. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Very poetic. Oh, God, this episode. There's so much to get into with this episode. I know. I'm just so excited. (laughs) Yeah, this episode, just like, I, I don't know, I was like going and I was like, they're still like halfway through this episode. Like, there's so much (laughs) like happening. And I feel like I forgot that all of this stuff happened in one episode. Nikki, there was so much stuff happening that there was no big town event. Yes, this is the first episode that we've had so far that does not have a Mystic Falls event. It's so plot-driven that they don't need a random gathering to bring everyone together. Right. They, yeah. But I, I guess the, the downfall of that is that you were right. We got no Caroline, no no Bonnie, and no Jenna. Mm. We still don't know about history class. <laughs> it's been like a week for these kids with no history yeah. teacher. It's perpetually the weekend now. Now that Tanner is out of school... Uh, right. And by that I mean dead. Permanently graduated. <laughs> oh, I feel permanently graduated. Anyway, <laughs> just a little previously on to catch you up. He's lived in a secret for over a century, knows the risk, but he has to know her. He's your favorite loner vampire, Stefan. Hey. She's a dead ringer for Catherine, investigative vampire Woo. journalist and diary owner, Elena Gilbert. He's your favorite bad boy sex god vampire and the bane of Vicky's existence, David! They're the annoying group of random white folks descended from the town's colonizing families obsessed with a watch. It's the council! Boo! Boo. (laughs) In other news, uh, Stefan hasn't aged a day since 1953 and Tiki's grandfather notices and he's like, wow, what's your, uh, you know skincare regimen. Anyway, uh, Stefan doesn't want Elena to know he's a vampire, but she does some investigating and puts it all together. And by investigating, yeah, she looks at like a video and then just thinks real hard. She pulls a Harry Potter (laughs) and uh, (laughs) Deathly Hallows and just all of a sudden has an epiphany that puts every piece of everything together at one time. Wow, that's a good point. So, yes, we start the episode kind of recapping what happened in the previous episode with Elena and her montage and the car and the going up to the the Salvatore house and doing her, what are you? And you're like really just (laughs) waiting for this moment. You're so excited for him to react to this. We get the 
the classic Stefan Broody worried eye stare where he looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> and then flashback to 1864. Yep. It's funny because like he's he's mid run with his steak and he's he's all like on a mission and then she's just there and it's perfect. It's a great beginning of an episode for them to just like smack into each other and we white out and as Nikki said we go to 1864 middle of the civil war or like end near nearing the end of the civil war let's ask Mr. Tanner I was going to say uh you know we could ask Tanner but he's not always right as we know mm-hmm, that's so true so we'll ask Stefan Salvatore um who says that the civil war ended on April 9th 1865 yeah so it's a year Almost there. So we go to 1864, and Stefan is waiting outside the old Salvatore plantation, probably, because you know what this reminded me of, Nikki, is when in the 20s, or like anything that is pre-20s in England, they always have like the staff that comes out to meet yeah. like new visitors. And um, in England, I guess they were like servants, but obviously these are slaves. These are black extras who are just like standing out there next to Stefan. And then Catherine gets out of her uh, little buggy or whatever they're called, little carriage. She's escorted by a black woman who we can only assume that these are slaves. They never speak in like the whole episode, but Nikki and I kind of wanted to touch on that because it's definitely the historical backdrop that's yeah, it's, you know, we've we've covered this a couple of times with the Vampire Diaries where they they like to use difficult things how they'd like to with, you know, Vicky and Caroline being abused and these things that they want to use to set their backdrop, to find characters, um, drive the plot, but there's never any gravitas to them. They're never handled as they should be handled. They're never spoken about or discussed. It's just plot points. Look, we're in, yeah, look, we're in the South during the Civil War and Damon's a part of the Confederacy and look at these, like, what we're trying to make you think are just black Yeah, and while I'm glad that they're not just, like, pretending that this wasn't a thing, they're also not, as you said, like, addressing it at all or, you know, it's essentially like these black bodies are just being put in the background, almost as set dressing to like prop up these white characters and their like soap operatic love triangle. And that's kind of, I don't know, it's, it, I guess what I was reflecting on was that when I watched this as a teenager, I didn't notice that. Like, yeah, I knew about the Civil War. I wasn't one of those people that like didn't think that slavery happened. But I also didn't understand that it was such a part of the historical backdrop of what we were looking at and that. If I was going to imagine myself in that scenario, my life would probably be more akin to, like, Catherine or, like, you know, one of, like, the white ladies who wears the big dresses, you know, and is, you know, essentially, I have the ability to, because of my privilege, like, to look back at these things and to, like, identify solely with the romance that's happening and not be like, oh, like, if I time traveled, I would probably, you know, either be, like, killed or, you know, oppressed in some horrible way or tortured on a daily basis. Like, that those things don't come into the picture for me as, like, especially as, like, a white teenager watching this who was like, ooh, who's that? I'm so much more interested in, like, who Catherine is. And it sort of casts, like, a pall on this... Yeah, I think for me, like, as a teenager, the biggest thing that stood out to me was that that Damon fought for the Confederacy. Um, Because as we said, we're from Mm -hmm. up north, and 
I think as a teenager, I was like, oh, screw that. <laughs> and that yeah, was, like, right. the extent of that. Like, and then watching it as an adult, it's like, they would make the argument of, well, this isn't, like, the place to have that sort of discussion. Like, this is for, like, kids to enjoy. But then they also yeah, chose to Yeah, and also we don't here. have any insight into, like, none of the Black characters are speaking we don't have our one tokenized right. black girl in our core cast at all this episode either. Like, it's very much to further right. the, just like the frivolous, well, n- next to slavery as a historical backdrop, the frivolous love triangle of these three. Even though it's epic in the show. Like, right. you're just like, right. oh my gosh, I'm so excited to learn more about Catherine that they've been really building that up. And then they get to this and it's just like, oh, and by the way, there was slavery by like. <laughs> We're just like, okay. Yeah, exactly. And just like, oh, look. How right, exactly. Mm, like, <laughs> snaps. Yes, exactly. When they could have said it, said it like, I don't know, not in Virginia in Absolutely, they didn't have to do this. I, I, I mean, you and I have never read the books, and obviously we're not going to cover the books of the Vampire Diaries series in this, but I do happen to know that I think Stefan and Damon were from Italy in the Renaissance era, that that was when they became vampires. Yeah. And sure, that had its own problems but like (laughs) yeah it's true i feel like just because this is a supernatural show doesn't mean that these themes have to be ignored by writers i think that discovery of witches is a great example of a show that deals with like scenes from a different era like a time difference and to deal with oppression and to deal with like socioeconomic dynamics of being totally different i mean because and we we don't get any insight into that in this episode so we wanted to touch on it up front and Catherine steps out of the buggy, and it's Nina Dobrev in all of her curly-haired glory. And we get to witness the glory, the beginning of the glory of Nina Dobrev, transforming into flashbacks of Catherine. Just being, it's it's amazing how quickly you're like, that's not a lane. Totally, totally. But you can also see her starting to figure out who Catherine is, like as an actress. Yes, she's yes. still very much like. Okay, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, even in the beginning, too, like, the audience isn't supposed to know who Catherine is. Right. You know, because Seven hasn't gotten to the darker parts of the story yet. She's just the fun, kind of teasing girl. Yeah. And and the and she's the plot point that, you know, him and Damon, they have this, like, big rivalry over. And so she's essentially blamed for their rivalry. Yes. Which, that's the one issue I have with the description of this episode mm. is... Sure, that maybe like sort of about the rivalry there, but um, as Damon likes to say, or kind of hinted to, I don't think we have the whole story yet. Ooh, yes, I agree with that. So show title credits. We get our show title. Single drip of blood from the V, <laughs> and we get back back to the Salvatore boarding house and. Stefan and Elena in that moment. I'm so, like, I was so hyped when I, when we were at this point. I was like, just talking about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I I just love that Stefan is like, you know. Yeah. He's like, you wouldn't be here if you didn't, like, you're here, you know. And I love that response. Yes. Like, it's not like, no, I'm not a vampire. I'm not a vampire. <laughs> just... As I have a literal stake in my hand. <laughs> I know she's asking the question, what are you? And he's like, let me just yeah. put down this stake really casually as right. I answer. Just put my fangs away. <laughs> and it's distressing. It's like very upsetting the way that he he's so trying to convince her or, or get her to listen to him. And she's just horrified. 
Yeah, it's interesting because she has this moment where she realizes when he's like, I'm a vampire. She just is like, why am I here? Like, why did I come here? Classic teenage brain. Doesn't realize the consequences until after acting on it. Yeah. Right. And even one thing I want to touch on before she, like, has that switch is I love Stefan's comment. Less so for, like, an actual conversation, but more so for the audience of everything you know, every belief you have is about to change. Are you ready for that? I love that because it's such a, it's such a, we're in act Mm. two. Here we are. I love that. I You're absolutely right. I noticed that too. And my tarot card is entirely based on that line. I wonder if we have the same. <gasps> OMG. That would, that's the dream. <laughs> that's that the dream. dream. One day. One day we'll get there. Um, but yes, like Bridget said, she, obviously Elena is like, oh fuck, why am I here? And she gets scared. And Stefan, Stefan. Maybe we don't vamp chase the girl who's scared. I, I understand that you're like, I need her to understand and like not say anything. And like, you're really worried about Damon and you're like, I need her to like know the actual danger here. But like, not, not a good, yeah. not a good take. He my catches guy. himself using his vampire strength to like hold her. And when she's like, let me go, I think he like lets her go, but he's really struggling yeah. with like needing to control the moment and needing to control her right. understanding. He gets better later, but yes. like, I, and I understand his panic and the severity that he's feeling of like, not just like, I don't want her to tell my secret, but like, Damon's loose. It's nighttime. I need you to understand. But he doesn't do great. <laughs> Especially in the beginning. Uh, yeah. How do you feel that he shows up in her bedroom? Not great. No. <laughs> not ideal. Not, not ideal. ideal. And then he slams the door and she she's yeah. so traumatized. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Nina's so good in this scene she really too. Is. She like sells this fear so well. And like rightfully so, she's like all of those people. And he's like, that wasn't me, that was Damon. I Another good line from Seth, and you can hate me, but I need you to trust me. Would this have been better if he had been like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what I would do if I were Stefan in this situation. Like how you would be like, let me explain without scaring the person. I know. The, the thing that I thought of was like sending a text or something. But then I'm like, she, that's not dramatic. First of all, it's not good television. And second of all, it's, um... It's like she would probably just throw her phone across the room. I don't know that she's she she just does not yeah. want to hear it. And I think I was really genuinely considering this. I was like, how else would he explain it to her? Yeah, I was even like, oh, could he like stay outside the window? But then she'll just like run out in the hall and right. tell Jeremy and then like Jenna and it just is a bigger mess. And then are we compelling people to forget? And it's just as much as it's like this is a little fucked because she's so scared. I don't, I I probably would have done the same thing. Totally. And I think that there is like, I wonder how you feel about when he says, knowing this is dangerous, because I feel like the threat of Damon makes more sense to me that he would be worried about that, but about the knowing this is dangerous and with the town that he explains to her later about like how they used to know about vampires and so, and I'm like, but who is it dangerous for? Is it dangerous for her or is it dangerous for you, dude? It seems like they're, like, trying to make it... It sounds very, like, Volturi, like, <laughs> there's a secret council of vampires that keep the secret, like, you're the, the vampire CIA, yeah. like you were talking about. Keep, keep it secret, keep it safe. Um, spoilers, <laughs> not a thing <laughs> in this show. So that we was, are like, the I don't know what you're talking service, about. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, I that was a little bit 
interesting to me. I guess it's dangerous because, like, being involved, like, puts more of a target on your head. Because if they think that you're, like, gonna expose them, and by them I mainly mean Damon, mm. um, like, you're just an unnecessary risk. He doesn't want more of a reason for Damon to attack yeah. her. I don't yeah. know. But then Damon finds out that she knows later on, and he leaves her alone, kind of. Yeah, but Damon's got his own shit he's dealing with. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, too, is, audience, this might be a long episode. There's a lot to talk about in this episode. There's so much, I know. I wanted to talk about Stefan's meaning when he says, I never wanted yeah. this. Does he mean this current situation? Mm. Does he mean being a vampire? Oh! <gasps> Oh, well, the second one is so much more poetic and beautiful. I I, th- I think the second one. I love that, Nikki. I definitely read it the first way where he was like, I never wanted this. And in my head, I was like, you wanted to just keep on pretending to be a little high school school human. You just right. wanted to keep pretending. But no, you're right. He he's He's saying this like wasn't really my choice, which is choice is an interesting theme in this episode. Throughout the show. To lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, hey, Elena. Well, real quick, real quick, Alina, what is uh, shutting a window going to do to stop this vampire? I think she's just pissed and she's just like wanting control over something and doesn't know what to do. And I would do it too. I would, I would, I would close the damn window. So then we go to the cemetery where Damon is uh, drinking and also like pouring alcohol all over these bodies to burn them. Using a, a dead person's hand to wipe his Ew. face of blood <laughs> and he calls he gives Stefan a little ring a ding ding and they have a great phone call <laughs> this phone call is everything <laughs> it's so good it's so like brothers yes. bickering but the stakes the are stakes, so exactly. high that's what makes it so funny i love it when Stefan goes i gave your ring to zach to hide probably shouldn't have killed him <laughs> and david's like oh shit the tit for tat too where he's like i want my ring back or i'm like gonna swing by elena's and then stefan's like i already want you dead don't give me a reason to make another reason to make it happen don't give me a reason to rip you apart yeah is that gonna be before or after get your ring back <laughs> just get it like it's just like boop, boop, it's boop, so boop, good boop, i love boop. what he says did you fedex it to rome because yeah the salvatores know all things about rome <laughs> that's that's their italian heritage honestly why didn't you <laughs> It's very true. Why didn't... There's so many why didn't we moments. <laughs> like, I don't... I can't with the logic of, like, everything must be in Mystic Falls. Again, why are we not FedExing? So they know about FedEx. <laughs> they could FedEx Vervain here. Again, I don't understand. Amazing. So Vicky's alive. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Vicky's alive. And Damon walks over and says, you just don't want to die, do you? Does it seem plausible to you that the first, one of the first people he runs across when he's bloodthirsty is Vicky and she somehow isn't drained of blood? Yeah, it's a very writer crowbar plot move. I mean, I think it's just so sad that every fucking thing has to happen to Vicky. I mean, I get it. I understand. And her name sounds the most like victim of all of them. So that's interesting, too. Interesting. (sighs) So Vicky's alive. <laughs> yeah, Vicky's alive. <laughs> and we go to the Gilbert house where Elena's in her room trying to sleep. Stefan's on the porch guarding it. You know, this is a trope of like that we've talked about of vampire boyfriends uh, like outside the window or like watching the main white protagonist sleep or whatever it is. It's interesting how this one is the only one that's not creepy to me. 
because he's guarding it against Damon. He's not like just trying to right. listen to her talk in her sleep or something. Yeah, yeah. Drawing pictures of her and leaving them on her right. pillow. <clears throat> Angel. <clears throat> <laughs> the one thing I want to question about this, I agree. It's a, it's, it's nice because we know that he's trying to protect her and he essentially needs to stay here. There's really like no option there. But going back to that trope, um, most of these women live in like a nice suburb. From what I know about like nice neighborhoods where everybody knows everybody is that they're very aware of shit happening to their neighbor's house. You're telling me nobody got concerned that there was just a man standing on her porch all evening? Nobody called Jenna? Yeah, especially with all of like the double homicides that have been happening lately. Right. Oh, the animal mm. attacks, at least? You wouldn't be like, young man, you should get inside. There's animals <laughs> everywhere that are killing people. Stefan's good at hiding in the shadows, Nikki. Maybe maybe that's why. Not even trying to hide, just, like, leaning against the porch wall. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and then the next morning, uh, Elena's getting ready. She's looking at herself in the mirror. Her whole life looks different now. She's having to contend with this crazy information. And she goes to the grill to meet Stefan, or, like, outside the grill, and um, there's there's a there's a knock at my door, Nikki. I'll be right back. Oh, oh it's right. FedEx. I got a nice FedEx package. Oh, cool. Yeah, let me just. I'm 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 so excited. I love getting mail. I'm just gonna open this real quick. Is there vervain mm, in it? No, I've got this nice little locket. Nice little silver locket. Let me open it. This is this is sweet. I wonder who this is from. Oh, it's from Elena Gilbert. Oh, this is awesome. Doesn't she need to keep that locket? You know, I'll I'll bet it's a best friend locket because she got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me open it up here. Oh, I thought that I would find a picture of the two of us being besties, but you know, <laughs> wait, you and you and Elena, or you? And- <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, me and Elena on one side, you you and me on the other side, hanging out at the grill. Great. Um, Great. Uh, let Eat me fries. let me unfurl this little tiny tiny square folded up many times uh, piece of paper. <clears throat> it says, "So Nikki." Oh, oh, it seems like this necklace was meant for you. I'm offended. I just found out my boyfriend is a vampire. What do I do? Two question marks from Elena. Well, Elena, you seem to be in a position that honestly a lot of people have been in if we're taking fiction as fact. Um, bright side, you know, um, it's not like season three you're finding out. So like, that's good. You won't have to do the like, you've been lying to me all this time trope which we all we're all bored with right elena and so you know now and now i think that the best thing to do is to you know learn as much as you can i know you're going out to lunch that's a great time to gather some information on what's going on with these vampires yeah good for meeting at a public place right yeah public place good call good call learn maybe like some ways you can defend yourself against the inevitable other vampires that will somehow come to town because this is a vampire show, and you you're you do know you're in a vampire show now, right? Like you get that that like you are gonna be like the damsel, and like probably be used as like a hostage or something in the near future because that's what always happens in vampire shows. The biggest piece of advice I got for you though is like just remember that like there's a bit of a trope of the the human girlfriend being like I don't need you to protect me because I'm a strong independent woman <laughs> and it's like cool I'm all for that like right I'm all for the feminism but here's the thing um your boyfriend has superpowers and you don't when it's like superpower people fighting superpower people maybe let the superpower people handle that bit. <laughs> 
and you can like it's fine to hide like it's fine to be like i'm gonna go leave town for a little bit you don't need to be here while like vampires fight just a thought i know you want to be like oh i'm concerned about him i'm worried about him he's fine like he's gonna be fine it's like kind of hard to kill him you're like very easy to kill so like just maybe leave town for a little bit when shit goes Mm. bad that's just you know a thought but anyway yeah you know learn about vampires and you know just become a vampire because like that's dope <laughs> that's all i got for you sincerely nikki. nikki that may be a lot of information for elena to process right now <laughs> it's just everything i wanted to say to somebody who's like in this position yes you know like they all are like so deep about it and i'm like that's cool as fuck i wish my boyfriend was a vampire <laughs> And, like, you know that, like, there's some world of vampires at this point, right? Like, if you found out that your partner was a vampire, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Like, you have to know there's other vampires. You have to know that there's some grudge they have with somebody. If their sire is alive or not, that's going to be some drama. Have they sired anybody? That's some drama. Like, there's a lot to going on To be honest, here. I mean, you're and you're absolutely right. I think I would break up with that person. Really? I, yeah, I'm with Elena in this episode, actually. I really am. I, I don't I don't want trouble coming to my door. It's like Stefan invited this trouble into her life. So witch, yes, but vampire, oh, no. hell yes. Do you, so, so, okay, so here's my thing. I, you said that she was very concerned about Stefan, and I think in the scene, Nina's playing it like she's really pissed. Oh, no, not right now. I mean, like, in the future when they inevitably, like, they're like, oh, there's something happening. I'm worried about him. Because she's later when he's, like, got blood on her. And she's like, you're hurt. She cares. I dig that. I think she's asking very legitimate questions here about him knowing about Damon and Caroline. And he responds in a way where he's just like, well, he wiped her memory. And and he's like, it's not fine. I know that. But I want to say, like, Caroline didn't seem fine at all. Like, she she had that little breakdown panic attack um, when Elena found her. And I just think that trauma stored in the body. Wiping someone's memory does not, there's none of that helping. He's speaking from, like, a desensitized world of, like, this is just what happens when you're in this world. Which is another reason to break the fuck up with him. But it's true love, Bridget. <laughs> oh, God. Or... Or she should become a vampire. She's just learned what vampires are, Nikki. Stop rushing her. Oh, my God. But we could skip so much time. <laughs> you were such an Aries. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love this scene, though. It's all of the... It, it's a good mix of funny and serious, right? Which the show is very good at doing. Like, I love knowing about, like, the garlic and the mirrors. We get a lot of clarification yes. on the vampire rules here. Holy water is drinkable, but why would you want to drink it? it I don't right. know. I mean, it's just water. <laughs> I guess. Ew. It's not... <laughs> what do you mean, ew? It's just been, like, prayed over. Don't they put stuff in it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they just, like, bless it. <laughs> Shows how much I know. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm missing something. I have no idea. I'm like, isn't there olive oil in it? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm... so. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Is not like, there. doesn't it go in, like, a little Is tub or something? The... And then... Not, like, a tub, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, we're getting sidetracked. Holy water is actually one of the oldest and most spiritually significant items you can find at a church. There are several different types of holy water. Uh, some contain anointing oil and wine, wine uh-huh. and even ashes. But some only contain salt. Ew! Oh, sorry. Consecrated salt. I stand by my ew. Well, 
The More You Know, Vampire's Edition. So we're going to get back to the episode. <laughs> yes, but I love I love when she like starts off immediately with the garlic. She's like, garlic. And yeah, that's the number one issue. answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's so pissed. I, I do. I did want different acting from Nina Dobrev. I get that she's pissed. I just mean, like, there's something about it that's very stock character yes, pissed. Yes, I agree. I of, agree. It, it yeah. feels very, like, I'm pouting. I'm like, okay. Yes. That's maybe not. And I'm like, would. it's a little more complex than that. We go back to the cemetery where the sheriff, uh, Caroline's mom, is talking to Logan Fell. Um, and they're mm-hmm. discussing the scene that Damon left behind um, with these young people who have been very clearly killed and they know that it was a vampire i don't like how liz is talking about them they're very much like throwaways like oh they're just like you know druggies they're druggies therefore they deserve to die which is actually when you think about how caroline spoke about the drug the sort of what she calls the the druggies are the biggest attention Mm -hmm. whores that's what she said in a previous episode now we kind of know where she gets that from right and then but then they find out vicky might have been there and all of a sudden it's different because yeah she went to school with vicky's mom so she's more special it's a very tearful moment though of like oh i could know these people or i could know one of them and i hope yeah. that i don't have to break it to this person that i went to high school with i do have a question about how big mystic falls is because they mentioned that they're like townies and i'm like aren't you all townies you have like a founder account <laughs> totally shouldn't the sheriff know these yeah young all people of them if they're right. townies yes I don't understand. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> then we go to the Salvatore boarding house and Vicky's chilling on the couch because she's, you know, an inch from death. Damon, meanwhile, is walking around, wandering around the rooms, trying to avoid sunlight, dancing around the sunlight. I think Ian Summerhalder is a great physical actor. There's just something he's he so really good is. at like, I don't know. There's a, this like comedic aspect, but it's not too slapstick. It's like very grounded. I just I love him. And even, like, his facial expressions and everything are also, like, so on point. You can tell he's antsy and he's <laughs> bored. He's like, mm. He's leaving an angry voice he's message. He's got some Aries energy in him right now. <laughs> and he's like, ooh, I'm going to regret this one. <laughs> yeah, we see the beginning of the this transformation of um, Vicky starting to drink Damon's blood, which is actually a piece of lore from Dracula. Yeah, these are some old school yes, rules for Because vampires. it's like you have to feed on a vampire's blood. That's a thing also in Dracula. And it's a little bit more complex than just the mm-hmm. the, the twilight. You just get bitten and it's like a werewolf. They're yeah, venomous or somehow. Something. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Typically, in my experience with vampires, it's a little bit more like yeah. this in totally. some fashion. Yeah. So it's harder than like you Right, just it's more of a them. process. And this is part of that process. I love yeah. how bored he looks as as she's, like, drinking. He's just like, eh, drink up. Mm. Like, looking around. So bored. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's like, I need to make myself a friend. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the beautiful woods of Mystic Falls. Yeah. And back to Stefan's bad decisions. Because <laughs> Elena's like, you took me to the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, Stefan, yeah. the fuck? You took her to the middle of nowhere? <laughs> I understand the, like, significance of this place to you, but maybe explain that before you leave town. Right. Not just be like, I'm just going to drive you in the middle of nowhere. What are you yeah, doing? It's, it's not okay. Um, he really has so little empathy for what she's going through right now. Yeah. Yes. I think that he's he's trying. He's just bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, this used to be my home. 
and she looks at the like one brick column that we can see. It's like, ah, oh, yes, back when you lived <laughs> in a brick column in the woods. Like, I don't. Right. It's like, oh, it's old. And then we find out, or Elena finds out how old Stefan mm-hmm. is. Yeah, she does some real fast math. <laughs> <laughs> Carry the one. Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm like, girl, you do not pay attention in class. There is no way you did that math that quick. Yeah. <laughs> Unless seven's not in your math class. Maybe you're better at math. That's true. Maybe she's really good at math. And also maybe it's because the comet, maybe she, because the comet was also 145 years ago. So maybe she's got 145 on the brain. Oh, She recently smart. did that math for the pamphlets. You remember the pamphlets they handed out? Okay. Anyway. Yes, the pamphlets. Um, <laughs> the pamphlets, yes. So we start a flashback, and this is where Damon and Stefan are like, best of friends, football. They're both super enchanted with Catherine. Yeah. This is where Stefan learns about football, which is kind of a cool little yeah, Easter that's egg. That's true. It is an Easter egg. And uh, they're both really cute together. Like, there's, there's mm-hmm. a wholesomeness to this. It makes you wonder how it got so bad. Right. And then Catherine comes out and it doesn't seem that nefarious. Like when she's just like, you know, grabbing the football, trying to. Being the playful, like having a good time person that they described. And even this cute moment where Damon is like, she takes the ball and runs and he's looking at Stefan like, she wanted you to chase Mm -hmm. her. And he's like, if you're not gonna, I will. Which is like just that little bit of here we go. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It starts off with something small and cute. And uh, slowly the flashback progresses to, you know, Stefan chasing Catherine. And she's like, what's my prize or whatever. And and Damon Mm -hmm. is sitting in the corner in one of those gray Confederacy uniforms. Just like, what do you want it to be? And it's clear that he's skipping out on um, his like soldier duty i don't know what, what what do they call it fighting the war so his service his service his right, dr- that's what they would call it is uh, deployment. deployment words military words um yes so <laughs> so it's clear that he's skipping out on his on his uh deployment and he i i was wondering i was like oh is he just staying because of Catherine at this point like he's totally mm. you know yeah i don't know it's interesting and we get a little bit more in this flashback from Catherine of this like she's enjoying toying with them how when she asks for somebody to escort her to the founder's Mm -hmm. ball and they both say yes and she just smiles when they're not looking at her and then you know she says she says things like now i'll have both of you to keep me entertained and how will i ever choose and like just you know and as we learn later she compels them to keep this secret from each other that she's involved with both of them and kind of tears uh she she puts a rift between them because of this compulsion because otherwise it seems like they have a really good relationship and like a good friendship and camaraderie as brothers and so they can't talk about it because they're compelled not to yeah, and pairing with this scene, we go back to like the we go back to the present, and you know Elena's like she's commented so far about all of this because of like some girl, and she's like, well, she wasn't just some girl, and it's like, yeah, she looks exactly, exactly like but he doesn't you, say it. And that's not been brought she's up. Really good. Elena yeah. is very sharp in this episode where she's just like, yes. is that it? Yes, you know. And also, like, I get that he's he probably means more so that, like, she's a vampire and she's who turns them. But also, I want to question, there's 
two things. One, I want to question Stefan saying that Damon doesn't get mad. That's not true. We've yeah. seen that. That's not true yeah. at all. <laughs> he does get even, but he also gets angry before he gets even. And sometimes he doesn't get even. He goes like overboard. Yeah. This is funny. That's one of those lines that I specifically remember watching with you. And in in the pause when Paul Wesley was like, that's the thing about Damon. He doesn't get mad. You, you went, he gets even. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the line was I like, don't remember that. Even. And I was like, you could write for the CW. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of great lines, um, Stefan has a great line when he says, turns out she wasn't ours to steal. Mm. We go back to Vicky and Damon. Yeah. And he compels her to understand everything that's happened. And he's just like, we're going to party till the sun goes down. And she wants more yes, blood. Right. Because she's, we've, she, we've learned now that vampire blood heals mm-hmm. you. Um, and so she's healed and she's feeling very yep. good. Yep. And she talks about the blood like it's a hit. That blood was so good. I was just like, oh, cringe. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a double feeding of Damon feeding from Vicky and Vicky feeding from and Damon. it's so sensuous. I mean, it's, it's very... Yes. There's just, like, a very sensual aspect of that, where I feel like this is maybe the first time where feeding is kind of sensual. Because everything else has been... the first time it's been consensual. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah, because of the mind control. But... Yeah. So, no. But, like... But interesting... So, no. There's really no kind of with consent, (laughs) but yeah. (laughs) You know what we're trying to say here. Yeah, it's the first time where it hasn't been, like, him just, like, jumping out of nowhere, attacking, like... Probably a stranger, or, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I guess with Caroline, but none of that was, oh god. No. It's, I don't even want to think about it. I want to put that in a box here. and not think about it. Oh, god. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have to think about it, because we're going, going back to 1864, we... and speaking of sensual, Catherine is in bed with Stefan, and they're fully in love. Stefan says that he he could love her forever, or he'll love her forever. I think forever. they're in lust. And I... They are in lust. They think they're in love. Well, he thinks he's in love. I love Catherine's line where she says, forever is a very long time, you know. It's interesting to see this dynamic um, and see Stefan as, like, the Elena. Yeah. Like, the innocent, like, doesn't know what's happening. Or the Caroline. More accurately, the Caroline. Mm -hmm. He's really, there's that scene later, is it... uh, yeah, it's right after this when Catherine goes all vamp face and chows down on him. Um, in the morning, he wakes up with that like bloody pillow, just like Caroline did a couple episodes yes. ago. Um, she compels him to be like, you know, you're fine with it. You're not afraid, you know, which yeah. Damon did to Caroline. And we're going to continue on exactly the way we were. As we have. Oh, she's so good. Oh, she really is. We fast forward back to the present and. Um, Stefan is explaining about how she was, she wanted all three of them, that Catherine wanted all three of them to be together. I love that Elena is really shocked when, when they say that. Like, she's like, oh no, a polyamorist. Oh no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, Catherine, <laughs> that's what's if, wrong. If this dynamic had been like nowadays and like, I don't know, brothers, it's a little interesting. Yeah. Well, but... well the fact that she's messing with them and like, and their loyalty to each other, that's right. rough. That's not good. It's not consensual polyamory. No, but, it's not. But polyamory is fine. We don't need to, like, Elena, don't, as Damon says later, don't look at him with those judgy little eyes. 
<laughs> Stefan says, you know, she wanted us all to be together, but, you know, ended up being that Stefan and Damon are stuck together. Mm-hmm. As he reaches for the ring that he hid, or that Zach hid, who knows. And Elena's realized what that means now. She says to him, what do you, like, don't give it back to him, leave it here. And Stefan explains that he has to, he has to budge because he doesn't want Damon to hurt her. Um, And then her protests go away. (laughs) Do you think it was a bad decision for him to hide the ring at their old house in the middle of the woods? I thought of that, but I don't know if Damon, Damon might have eventually figured it out. Mm -hmm being like oh he's sentimental that's pretty hard to find yeah that's like, true and i guess stefan could have left him like little hints like little vampire treasure hunt hints he should have actually mailed it to rome and then yeah. damon would have had to go to rome away for a minute that would have been great yeah and only traveled at night yes yes exactly mm. Mm. how we would have done it better if we were the salvatore brothers yeah that's so true how true and then we go to the lockwood plantation uh mansion um and uh, no longer functioning plantation um and it is the three people on the council for some reason it's just these three motherfuckers and they do some like national treasure shit of like taking (laughs) a piece from one little trinket and putting it in another little contraption to make this like james bond like thing was this subplot like interesting because I found it, like, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care this time around. I think I cared as a teenager because I was, like, interested what in... What are they up to? What? Yeah, what are they up to? What do they know? I knew that right. more was going to be revealed, but right now I'm just like, I don't care about these fucking white people. Go away. <laughs> I'm more interested in the other white people in the show. Anyway. <laughs> God. Oh, I just uh, have a, a bone in my craw, is that, as they say. So then we go back to the Salvatore boarding house. I love Kayla Yule. She's having a blast in the scene. She's just like dancing around and spinning around and like she's on this this high. And I guess she's talking about about Tyler and Jeremy. Yes. And we get to see how she actually feels about the situation. And it's so great. And you know, if we wanted to, Nikki, we could probably call this the sixth big event of the Vampire Diaries, uh, which is the house dance party at the Salvatore house. (laughs) But it's not such a great moment. Yes. Oh, it's so good. And as referenced earlier uh bridge and i like to refer to this moment as damon's sexy rafter dance mm-hmm. uh, because when he jumps up into like onto the rafters and he has his shirt like unbuttoned and he just does this little shimmy yeah it's just great it's just a <laughs> gift that we will send to each other when times are tough just to be like things aren't that bad like look at this and Ian Summerhalder always mentions this in interviews as something that he loved to film. This was one of his favorite yeah. things to film. And so I love that just to know that they were actually having fun and that they got to just like right. dance all around the house and then like destroy Se- Stefan's bedroom <laughs> together. Yes. And he's, and Damon sees a picture of Catherine. Oh, which really hit and me. And then the mood switches. Yeah. Vicky's coming down, almost like coming down from like a drug high. Um, it, it seemed very manic, like how she was earlier mm-hmm. with the vampire blood, feeling so good and hyped up. And now she's like crying and like morbidly reflecting Oof. on her life. And so we get to know a little bit about like her mom and like why Vicky lacks self-esteem and comparing herself to Matt and <sighs> like Matt's future and how he's going to marry Elena and have babies and have all this stuff. And she says that 
when she pictures her future, she just sees blank. Which is so sad. And it's so sad. I have to say, like, I don't think that Damon is justified in this moment of deciding for her what her future will be. As actually, as the description of the episode summary talked about, you know, taking a hold of Vicky's future. He takes away her future, truly. Um, Right. Yeah, because... Yeah, it's it's just it's heartbreaking to see how Vicky really feels in this moment. Like Bridget mentioned, Damon snaps her neck, starting the process of her becoming a vampire. Yeah, this was one of those moments where I think as a teenager, I was like, good, I hate her. Like, I want her to die because I thought she was dead in this moment. And then as we know, that's not the truth. She died with her, you know, she had vampire blood. Uh, in her system and that's all it takes to start the transition and she just immediately is like i want to go home i don't want to be here and he kind of like half-heartedly tries to get her to stay you know he's like oh you're gonna get really freaky i don't know if it's a good idea but also like i want to see what happens like he's like "Ooh, this is the perfect little stick of dynamite to just send out into the world tell stefan to call me (laughs) yes i love that and uh you should stop by your boyfriend jeremy's house that'll be interesting yeah yes funny that he's coming at elena sideways like he's not actually hurting her in this episode but he is sending out a potential threat to someone that she cares very much about back in the woods Logan and Cher Forbes have that weird little trinket thing again. And why the fuck is Logan Fell in charge of this vampire thing? Who appointed him to be the one? I feel like Liz Forbes is far more qualified. The sheriff? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand With, this. Like, Who the gun? fuck is Logan Fell in the council? Why is he the one that they're... I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so also, random. Like, he's he was like relevant like two episodes ago. And it's like, I, why are we here? Why are you here? Why? Like, I don't... I, I guess Liz is, like, better than you than me. And we're like, right, Liz. Yes, better better him He's than not going to be relevant for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Logan gets a gun with wooden bullets in it, um, which shows... And a stake, which shows that they know how to kill vampires. And they send Logan off on his way. Look at him go. <laughs> go along, little Logan Fell. Go kill the vampires now. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, signed the rest of the council. Um, and then we go to the Gilbert house where, you know, it's interesting to see Vicky, like, clock that she's hungry, but she doesn't understand that she's craving Jeremy's blood. Another good vampire thing. Totally. And, like, what a cool moment of, like, I feel like this is very horror movie. Like, before the person realizes Mm -hmm. that something has been done to them, they try to resort to like their normal coping mechanisms of like oh i'm hungry i I must want to raid the fridge and it's so parallel to like a drug uh what is it like withdrawal i guess yeah it's so parallel to that where like jeremy thinks he knows exactly what's going on like she's got the dark sunglasses she's really really hungry she's kind of erratic and he's so worried about her and you know the last time he saw her she was like with her friends with her druggy friends like he doesn't know what she took and he's worried and she's acting so weird and, you know, worried enough that he'll end up calling Matt. Yeah. But before that, Elena and Stefan are still talking um, and Elena learns about her necklace because she asks if Stefan's ever compelled her. And he explains that the necklace, he gave her that to prevent that from happening from Damon or from himself. 
Have you noticed, Nikki, that she's never taken that necklace off even when she was really pissed at Stefan for, like, leaving for, like, a ton of days and they've broken up a couple of times, but she's never taken the necklace off. She always has it on. And uh, I want to point out, he opens the car door for her like a gentleman. She kind of looks at him like, ugh. Oh, yeah, you're 145 years old. Yeah. <laughs> or plus 17. I don't know. Do yeah, math. right, math. <laughs> I'm not Elena Gilbert. I can't do that simple math in my head immediately. Uh, yeah, and he says, you'll know that you were free to make your own choices. Going back to our theme of choices. Uh, and I think that that is the medicine that we need, that kind of theme. Uh, especially since like he kind of took away her choices by entering her life and essentially knowing that Damon would follow him. Like, Yeah, yeah. Especially with a girl that looks exactly like Catherine. What the fuck was Stefan thinking? Anyway, well, I don't maybe know. we'll find out later. <laughs> okay so <laughs> and then we go back to the gilbert house where vicky continues to freak out about like my gums my gums they hurt i love kayla yes, yule i so hated her so much as a teenager i was like why are you being so inconvenient i just want to go back to Stefan and elena yes. but it's true that she's like such a good actress and then like her super strength when she like pushes jeremy back it's like so distressing yes. it's you know you're genuinely concerned for her yeah absolutely um, and, you know, nobody knows what's going on except for Stefan. And Stefan and Elena come in, and Stefan immediately clocks what's happening. Takes charge, bring her upstairs, close the blinds, and then does he compel her in this moment, or do you think he's actually just, like, talking to her? Because I think he's I compelling thought about her. It, I, th- I think he is compelling her. But his compulsion her. doesn't work very well, so it, maybe it's just, like, very strong influence of being like, you're going to be okay. <laughs> Yeah, because she quiets right down. Yeah. She quiets right down. Yeah. And um, when he talks to Elena about, like, her memories are going to start to come back, I was just like, oh, that's so painful. Yes. It's it's insult to injury. Yes. The idea that Damon thought that he was doing her a favor, I'm just like, this is so... Yes, and Stefan explains that for the vampire transition that she has to drink human blood or she'll die. And then he says that she'll have to make that choice. And now Elena says, yes, theme, ding, ding, ding. Um, And Elena says the same choice you made. And it's a little bit cold. It's like this moment. It's very punishing. yeah, Yeah. You chose to be a vampire then. Yeah. Versus death. Like you're not in that situation. You don't know what you would do in that moment. Right. Also, we don't know if he was force-fed human blood. Yeah, we, we don't, we know, don't that. know that. I mean, <laughs> I I just think she's I get it, but yes. I think she's being annoyingly uh punishing in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then up in Jeremy's bedroom, Jeremy's taking care of Vicky, and it's so sweet so how like sweet. he's looking after her and she just like she realizes in that moment what that her hunger is really for him. And she starts to remember, I think, what Damon said about, like, you should go to your boyfriend Jeremy's house yes. and, like, all that stuff. And she refuses to hurt him in, like, a really great moment. Because, like, this could have gone a completely different way where she hurts him and this is how she transitions. Yeah. But she refuses to do that. And there's, like, a strength of character in that. Yes. And we get to see that. That will of not wanting to hurt Jeremy is stronger than the the thirst in that moment. Um, yeah, and that's why it's so tragic what happens later. Because, like, she tried so hard to resist it in this moment. Yeah. Oh, say what you will about Vicky. I love that she doesn't hurt Jeremy. Here. Yes, absolutely. So she runs off. Um, and Stefan says that he can track her. So Elena 
It's like, yep, go do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, do that, please. <laughs> and then we're back in the with the count with fucking Logan Fell Vampire Hunter. Running through the forest. <laughs> Logan Fell. Okay. Look at him go. Qualified little guy go. For nothing. Logan Fell. <laughs> and it seems like this this compass is designed to point out vampires, which is very interesting because if we think yes. about the fact that this was from a Gilbert watch mixed with some other thing. Yes. It's very interesting. It means that their parents must have had some kind of knowledge. Right. Or at least the founders has some mm-hmm. idea. And, you know, Seven's saying that vampires were here before and people knew about it. And, you know, this council has probably been around for a while. And this information has been passed down. And this history is very rich between the town of Mystic Falls and vampires. Yeah. And maybe Elena and Jeremy are going to find something out about their parents that, you know, another side. Yeah. Potentially. Right. Seems like it. Speaking of Elena and Jeremy, uh, they're in the Gilbert kitchen, the dream kitchen, and Elena is trying to cajole Jeremy, and she's like, she's going to be fine. It's going to be a fine. It's fine. It's fine. Jeremy makes the face that we all make whenever Elena tries to go into it's fine mode, and he's just like, mm. like, and he points like a plate at her. It's a great moment. I feel like that should be a gif. And this moment is interrupted by a knock on the door. And oh god, I love this moment. This is the tension that oh, it's I crave. So scary. Yes. And at the door is Damon, and this has a whole new weight for Elena now. Yes. This is a moment of real recognition. Yes. Immediately she tells Jeremy to go upstairs, and Damon realizes you're afraid of me, and mm-hmm. that means that you know. Yeah. Oof. And it's a great moment where she just like she is afraid, but she's holding on to that like that badass Elena courage that she's always had with Damon for some reason. Like she's always been able to like hit him back with like some of his bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she says, you know, um, Stefan's out looking for Vicky and, and he's like, don't look at me with those judgy little eyes. Like, (laughs) but she, but she's totally like looking at and really seeing it and not just like, she's not trying to placate him. She's not trying to run away from him. She's protecting her loved one. And we get the best moment of another good Elena dig when Damon says, girl's going to thank me for what I did to her. And she replies, did you thank Catherine? And that really gives Damon something to think about. It's like, chef, mate. Oof. Yes. Good one, Elena. Good job. Good singer. (laughs) Yes. And and I love when, you know, as you said earlier, there's probably more to this story because of the way that Damon responds to, you know, oh, you got the whole life story, right? And she's like, I got enough. And he's like, oh, I doubt that. And I really yeah. believe him. I really believe him. It seems like Stefan didn't tell her everything because he, right. he did get just the day and he does have an agenda. I mean, he really wants her. He, he wants to know her. And... It seems like he may have conveniently left out some things. Yes. And also, they look the same. And also, there's, <laughs> you know, we know that Stefan hasn't been in the cave this whole time. And, you know, there's <laughs> seven more seasons of this show. So, like, <laughs> there may be some things that we still have to learn about the Salvatore brothers. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And their past. <laughs> Maybe. No, Elena got it all in, like, an hour. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she got it all, she got it all. As Damon is like, mm, tell Stefan I'm looking for him. He goes to leave, and then he pokes his head back in, and he's like, tip for the future, careful who you invite in. 
just like it's like that like dig but also there's like a little bit of like if you want to if you want to see it there you can see that little bit of like he didn't need to tell her that it's true and he doesn't threaten her through this whole thing actually he's a threatening presence already when he walked in earlier he was like oh i can come in i've been invited so he already like made it clear that like haha you invited me in already that little bit at the end if you want to see something into that you definitely can yeah it's almost like his bark is worse than his bite ha <laughs> get it get it with the bite oh jokes vampire it's jokes good. it's good oh. It's good. Now we just need some werewolves. <laughs> and then we go to the woods where, um, oh, it's just heartbreaking that Vicky, Vicky is like crying and, and she looks up and, oh. and she tells Stefan, I'm starting to remember things. I remember you. I remember the rooftop, you know, just like the things that were just so horrible. The moment that killed me is her saying, will oh. I be better? Oh my god, I have so much more sympathy and empathy for Vicky that I did not have as a teenager. As a teenager, I was like, I don't care about you. I'm sick of Yeah, sick of yeah, this. the drama almost of like how inconvenient that someone isn't having a good time with vampires. I felt that too, right. where I was like, I just want I came here for like a fun love story. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're messing yeah. things up? How dare you be inconvenienced <laughs> by, like, the abuse and mind control and the assault. I know. And now, of course, I'm... Jesus. Uh, my heart is with also, her. Also, I see her as a child yeah. oh. in this moment. As being, like, 18 yeah. and being like, I have to choose if I want to be a vampire or die. And even the moment that, like, Stefan doesn't say you'll die. You'll fade quickly. And it'll all be oh. over. I, I do hate that people are telling her it's going to be okay. I mean, by people, I mean Stefan. <laughs> he, he's been telling her it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But when she asks, like, will it get better? Like you said, it's almost like it reminds me of those campaigns for uh, gay youth that it's like it gets better. Or even like suicide prevention, it gets better. And it's like, this is not an it gets better campaign. Stefan just like hangs his head. And I think I think he nods no. Well, I think there's I think there's a distinction between will I be better than will it get better? Mm. Because I think that, you know, with talking to Damon and Damon's like, oh, you're so pathetic. Like, I know it'll help right. death. Because like for Damon, he's like, and I think that there's like this idea of like, oh, immortality can give you this freedom power. of like, you can get out of this town and like you have mm. power and like, look mm. at you go. But I think Stefan has a different perspective on it where immortality isn't going to solve your problems you're still going to be who you are just a vampire so i think when she says will i be better it's this moment of like no like can but like will you be fine as far as the vampire things are concerned like he's like i can help you do these things like i can shepherd Mm -hmm. you but like you're still going to be you yeah yeah, that's so beautiful. And then in the middle of this moment where he's like extending a compassionate hand to her, he's shot. She wants to go home. Yeah. She's a child. And it's so stupid. You know, Logan, y- there are two people here and he Fuck just assumes off, that one of them is a vampire. What if the vampire was Vicky and she was, you know, seducing or like cornering Stefan, the human? 
you know, Logan, wooden bullets would hurt a human, too. But in a great moment, you know, Vicky is, he's going to go to stake him. Yeah. And Vicky's like, no, don't. And then Damon comes up and yep. saves the day. Kinda. It's also his <laughs> fault that this day is happening, but he's here to stop Logan Fell from staking yes. Stefan. And I, this is the pretty much the only good thing David's done so far is to save Stefan. And it's kind of like that moment of like, they're my sibling. I can make fun of them, but you can't. He's like, it's exactly that. Yeah. He literally says, if anyone's going to kill you, it's going to be right. me. Like... <laughs> All right, you can you can act like you don't love each other, but here we are. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and then they turn around, and Stefan is like, no, because he sees Vicky just like slurpy slurp on the blood of incompetent Logan Fell in her little. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then she runs, <sighs> and I you can just tell that like she didn't. She's she's in. She's an addictive personality, and so it's very, I think it's very clear that, like, she doesn't have much of a choice there. Like, yes, she made that yes. choice, but it's so hard. It was put right in her face, you know? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, the quote-unquote choice gets a lot murkier. Mm -hmm. We can see that it's not always this, oh, you chose to be a vampire. Right. It's harder than that. Yes. It comes down to literal survival. But to sum it all up, and Damon's, <laughs> oops, because now we have a young right. vampire <laughs> yep. just running around. Somebody who has shown, like you were saying, an addictive mm -hmm. personality. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Um, It'll be better. Okay. So then in the woods, we see Liz Forbes uh, stumble across Logan Fell with her assistant deputy. And she's just like, I knew it. <laughs> Shouldn't have put the kid yeah. in charge. What an what idiot. What an idiot. <laughs> anyway, where's that watch? <laughs> The look on your face is you're just like, fuck this plot line. <laughs> and then we go to the Gilbert porch where Elena is waiting for Stefan. And he says that he lost Vicky. Um, the music bridges. Oh, yeah. Before we get into anything, this Down. is a song that is just the Vampire Diaries. If you want to feel what the Vampire Diaries feels like, it's this song. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And... And this is this is the end of the day that she gave to Stefan to kind of give her enough information to make her own choice. And Elena, unlike Vicky, really does have a choice here. Yes. And she says, I don't want to lie, you know? And she's like, yeah. well, we're going to tell everyone lies? I'm not down with that. And yes. I really get that. Because I know, you know, it, it's not a perfect parallel, the idea of grooming. But one of the biggest things of, like, an older person being in a relationship with a younger person is that there's this quality of, like, don't – just don't tell people. Just don't tell people that it's right. happening. Keep it between us. It's, like, our little secret, kind of. And there is a little bit of that happening here, and she's turning it down. She's saying, no, I don't want to lie. I'm not going to tell my loved yeah. one's lies. And as we know from Matt, the truth matters a lot to Elena. She sees it as – like, this is a slippery slope. Like, I can't mm -hmm. do this. But she also says, I won't tell your secret. Yes. But she's not going to isolate herself from her loved ones and continue to be in, like, a secret relationship. Or not a secret relationship, but, like, be in a relationship with Carry someone. Carry this weight yes. of a lot. It's a big secret, which means a lot of lying. And a whole world. A whole world that she understands that now her loved ones can't get into. There are just a lot of parallels to grooming, especially, like... 
and I, I as I said, it's not perfect, like the parallel, but the idea that like he's saying, um, it'll it'll be dangerous for you to know this. It's like it, it's yeah. kind of that thing of like dangerous for whom? Yes, you, yes, not her. Anyway, well, maybe her. It's already dangerous for her. Anyway, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll get off my little soapbox. <laughs> but you know, it's sad. Um, she goes inside and she's God, Nina. Oh, I Nina. Know. The people in the show can cry with the best of them. It's true. And she like clutches her stomach yeah. with the pain of it because she just had these. They've been dating for like a week, but she felt it. It was real. And also it was a way of distracting her from her grief. She was already processing, already feeling that yes. loss. And now what she was afraid of in the night of the comet is kind of coming true in a way where it's just not the perfect thing that she thought it was. She has to like go back into her feelings of like not being distracted with the oxytocin of of the high of like being in love and being an infatuation and lust. My final thought on this scene, even though it is quite um, sad, <laughs> is that did you notice how she holds onto the door in a way and like onto the doorknob? Yeah. If you look closely, you can see that it's it's one of those like shitty set doors that wants to open and like won't actually close because it wasn't made to really, really function as a door. <laughs> and you can see that she's like trying to keep it closed as she like slides Did it break the it. moment for you? It did actually. Yeah. Maybe on like my second viewing, I was like, mm, I know those doors, those, those shitty set doors. And that is Lost Girls. Woohoo. What an episode. Yeah, really, really what heavy. What an episode. Nikki, who are you taking and who are you staking? I'm taking Elena. I don't know where I'm taking her. Maybe just to like my apartment where she like <laughs> can relax and like no vampires have been invited in that I know oh, of. Oh, I love that. And just like, she needs just like, uh, just like a day, right? Like yeah. she was so good in this episode. She was. I just want to like give her like, like a cup of cocoa or something. Just, yeah. like, just like some fuzzy blankets and a nice like pet on the head. Yeah. Her nervous system is really overloaded. Yeah. Yeah, she needs a break. Um, <laughs> I love that. And I am staking the council. Ooh. Just for being dumb. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're just dumb. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, at least if you're going to be, like, a threat to our vampire friends, like, be better at it. Yeah. Like, you just look like bumbling <laughs> fools wandering around in the woods. Logan. Bridget, who are you taking and who are you staking? I am taking... Damon clubbing because he is so good at dancing and it looks so fun. <laughs> what and, an answer. And then I am staking Damon for playing it fast and loose with Vicky's <laughs> life and traumatizing a person who's already just very troubled and actually could have had a chance at a life that would have gotten better and where she could have progressed. Bridget. Because, you know, her brain is still progressing. It's still forming. She doesn't have to yes. have, the, you know, this quality of life forever. So, so I'm taking and staking him. <laughs> that was a great answer. <laughs> I love that. Well done. The word of the day is resilience, an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. Super simple. Vicky shows great resilience throughout this episode. Oh, I love that. It's funny because I, I said <laughs> my sentence starts off the exact same way, except it's Elena shows great resilience when suddenly faced with Damon <laughs> for the first time understanding the threat that he poses to her family. Well done. Wow. We both used great resilience. I love that. That's cool. Same, same brain wavelength. Hey, 
Let's see if we continued this or not. Oh my gosh, yes, the moment. The tarot card. I So I will say that I dedicated this to two people. So there's more of a chance that we dedicated it to the same character. <laughs> uh, I also dedicated it to more than one person. Oh, whoa. Okay, okay. Um, I'm now getting nervous too. For Vicky, Elena, and yeah, the council. Oh, and the council. Interesting. Or I guess the whole town. Everybody, basically. The tower. Oh, okay, good There's one. There's something in the line of from Stefan of everything is changing. Mm. And mm. I think especially for Vicky and Elena, it's very personal. You know, their whole foundation of reality has crumbled beneath them. And everything is different now. Elena can act like she doesn't want to be involved, but she now knows that vampires are real. And her high school boyfriend and best friend's sister is now a vampire. That's different. Your life is completely different now. Vicky literally died (laughs) and is now a new being. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, this whole episode for everybody is kind of the tower of, like, things crumbled. And now, just like I said before, it's like, we're in act two. Like, what happens now with the vampires knowing that the council knows that they're there. And the council realizing that somebody took the watch Mm -hmm. and... They failed at this, and there's just a lot of lot of cleared ground now to build a new tower. Mm. Um, so it's also interesting. They literally go to the foundations of the va- of the Stefan of Stefan's home, right? Yeah, oh, it, it, we were so close. It's a very similar. I mean, it's obviously for Elena and Vicky, and that's the same. So we picked the same character, but my card that I picked for them was the Judgment card which is also known as the Aeon card in in the Aleister Crowley deck. It has a lot to do with, like, being able to see a larger picture and, like, being able to see a big picture that you weren't able to see before. So yeah, that's a good call. they've got, like, this new information that's totally changed their lives. And it's, like, the threshold. Yes. It's, like, before you knew and after you knew. And your life will be defined by that. And right. you can't go back to sleep. Once you know this, you can't unknow this. That's happening for both of them. With, like, Vicky's memories coming back, she's literally being forced into an ultimatum of looking at her life from the big picture and going, would I be better off dead or would I be better off unable to die? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then Elena's at this threshold of understanding the world of vampires and seeing, witnessing what's happening to Vicky and and it being a very, yeah, just, like, awakening moment like judgment is all about like you can't go back there's this new information you can't go back to sleep well that's it for lost girls i have been your host bridget and i've been nikki join us next time where we can find out if maybe maybe now maybe now we have a new history teacher Ooh, yeah um tune in next week to find out if damon and stefan uh, make up by having a nice fun vampire brother best friend game of football tune in next time to see if uh maybe elena changes her mind and she's just like you know what actually i want to be a vampire i've been reading some books um it's like this new series and i really want to sparkle in the sunshine thanks for joining us thanks everyone dear diary everything you know and every belief you have is about to change are you ready for that dear diary I don't do bored and impatient. Dear Diary, now have you both here to keep me entertained. Dear Diary, he's gonna marry Elena and have a lawnmower and some babies. Dear Diary, aw, don't get blood on the couch, please. Dear Diary, 
Is it better? Will I be better? Dear Diary, did you thank Catherine 